This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon, I'm Hannah Pagel. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization released its food price index today, which shows international food commodity prices declined for the third straight month in June, but remained close to the record set in March. The drop last month was due to declines in prices for vegetable oils, grains, and sugar. Grain prices fell 4.1% in June, with wheat prices leading the way with a 5.7% decrease. Vegetable oil prices were down 7.6% last month, and sugar prices declined 2.6%. However, meat and dairy figures saw an increase, with cheese prices rising the most due to a surge in import demand. Poultry prices also reached an all-time high in June, mainly from the impact of the U.S. avian influenza outbreak, and beef prices rose as China ended its import restrictions on Brazilian beef. There's more details in Philip Brasher's story on agripulse.com, where you can also find a fresh episode of Newsmakers. This week's show focuses on the upcoming elections, including the impact voters might have on the 2023 Farm Bill. Agripulse's Haley Bicklehop has more. Lobbyists say they are split on the impact midterm elections will have on the direction of the 2023 Farm Bill. Randy Russell of the Russell Group said winners of the midterm elections will face a significant challenge on how to support nutrition in farm programs. Trying to write a farm bill where nutrition's 85 cents at every dollar spent on a farm bill, it's going to be a real challenge to meet the pent-up demand there is to look at things like reference prices in the commodity title, to look at some improvements and, and changes to crop insurance, to look at trying to invest in climate smart ag practices, to try to increase trade and export program functions, and to look at things like other areas that are important, such as research, which has tended to be woefully underfunded. Ann McMillan is a principal of Invariance Agriculture and Food Practice. She says lawmakers do not need to choose between nutrition and farm funding, no matter the outcome in November. I think it'll be really interesting on who's in charge. But I think what is sort of notable is that no matter what the election outcome, we'll still have the same four people. Uh, just depends on what chair they'll be occupying. Um, but we've had you know four people who have been listening to growers and um, advocates across the country talk about the farm bill for the last couple months. And you know I think if there's a change in the house, we'll probably restart that process. For AgriPulse, I'm Haley Bicklehopped. A jury in Colorado has acquitted five poultry executives of price-fixing broiler chicken products from 2012 through 2019. The charges were brought against executives of Pilgrim's Pride and Claxton Poultry, who were charged with engaging in a conspiracy to suppress and eliminate competition by rigging bids and fixing prices. The Department of Justice has two other chicken price-fixing cases pending in the same district court. This week's U.S. drought monitor shows dry conditions are rapidly expanding across parts of the Corn Belt, along with Ohio, Tennessee, and the Middle Mississippi Valleys. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says there are spotty conditions of dryness across the Great Plains. It was a true patchwork quilt. Some areas did quite well, other areas not as well. So you see a lot of improvement and deterioration depending on what part of the Great Plains you look at, especially from Nebraska southward into Texas. Most areas from the Corn Belt and the Mid-South on into the east 
did see drier than normal conditions along with periods of heat, and that led to some development of abnormal dryness and even some moderate to severe drought over the five-week period ending July 5th. Rippey says some areas of the U.S. became less drought-stricken. We did see significant improvement across the northern tier of the United States from the Pacific Northwest to the Northern Plains, and then a separate area of improvement with the early onset of the monsoon circulation across the southern Rockies. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The Securities and Exchange Commission's proposed climate rule will hurt farmers and ranchers. The agency should not regulate rural America like it regulates Wall Street. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel.